now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day and thanks so much for getting our preview podcast of the last group one of the Australian racing season. Tats Tiara Day at Eagle Farm. Vince Accardi from dailysexuals.com.au. G'day, mate. Top of the morning to you, Rolfie. Mate, this is a bit... Uh, Bit of a reverse through the autumn when on our clear, beautiful Melbourne days, we were looking up north at Sydney Racing. It was bucketing down. It's bucketing down now in Melbourne. But we've got beautiful weather up in Queensland to uh, bet on clean ground. That's all we can ask for. Absolutely. The, the Eagle Farms played superbly over the last few weeks. Obviously, last week there was no meeting there with Ipswich on. But the rail's now out eight metres. What's your mindset on how you expect the track to play? Well, definitely it won't disadvantage the horses on pace, staying closer to the fence. That'll be a big, big bonus. And we're going to have the usual scenario, Ralphie. If the race shape suits those back markers, the midfielders, they can get into the race. Fast run race, stick to the fence. If it's a bit slower, they get a, they've got to peel out wide and they've got plenty of space. And as we know, if you can get 18, lanes 18, 20, 22, they're very, very quick. But realistically, I'm working towards those on-pace runners closer to the fence. So that's your general rule through the day. But, uh, wow, I've looked at your, early, at your race speed profiles, the early edition here, and we're obviously going to start with a big focus on the Tatsiara. It's a super race for the mares. And looking at this early settling speed, it looks like there's going to be nowhere to hide. No, no, nowhere to hide <laughs> at all, Ralph. It's, it's going to be guns blazing, strong field, good speed. Good speed. So that, that line that uh, I'm looking at now, you, you're sort of looking well over 16 metres per second. Yes, absolutely. We're, you're looking somewhere around the 16.2 to 16.3, maybe 16.4 maximum. Turn that round into how many lengths above benchmark. I, I feel that around two to three is the low and the high is going to be six to eight. As a general rule, if it's two to three and then they increase the speed, you want to be pretty close to the to the lead. If it's six to eight, well, then it's just murder speed and you want to be three to six off the lead. That's right. And, of course, then you have the challenge. Some of those back marks are going to need a little bit of luck and got some quality – excuse me, we've got some quality horses on pace, which is good. So they could hold on. All right, so the we'll start with the with the favourite here, but who's also top of your charts, Anna Vista, round about the $5 mark. We know she's a super horse first up. We know she's from a super stable, and they've targeted this race first up. So what type of confidence you got about Anna Vista's chances tomorrow? Well, let's, let's just look at Flemington last campaign. First up, 2.7 above IVR benchmark, best of the day. That's as good as the horse could ever go from a first-up point of view. The trial on the 14th of 6th was good. Even the Doombin trial was good, the one before, Ralphie. So I just can't help but feel this team's going to have this horse ready to go and expect the big run and I'd say almost get the golden position. Which is what? Three to five from yeah, the lead? Probably two, three lengths. I, I, yep. I just... See that horse being in that position, and I mean, strong three doesn't have to get anywhere, just got to be pushed into the right position through the first four or five hundred metres. And the horse has got great natural speed, Ralphie. It, it could be part of the lead pack if it wants to, but I just hope Rachel takes the sit, which is realistically what should happen. Uh, as, a, as a rough guide, what, what, what are you sort of working on as the winning figure here? <sighs> 
2.1's the the low. Yep. So that's the starting point. There are a number of horses in the race that have that capability on a, on a particular day. They just haven't shown it yet. But there's not too many horses that can jump that bar right now. Right. So that, that's and, – and, uh, and it could be, what, uh, on a three sort of range? <sighs> we could get to three. I'd, I'd say that's the high end, though. Okay. But so the, the, the clarity I, I want from you from the that terrific win at Flemington where she just smashed the field – because it was on soft ground, and she's proven she's very good on soft ground. It won't be soft tomorrow. What what sort of uh, insight does that give you? No, it won't be soft tomorrow, but the reality is if you have a good look at this horse, show me where the horse has really had the opportunity to be on really clean ground. Yeah. Other than the Packenham race back in February 2021, the reality is it's been on races where there's a little bit of give, and it's yep. been able to demonstrate comfortable 1.7 range, I just can't see how that's going to be a big negative. Can't see how it won't be running well. So let, 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 let's bracket the uh, the Mar Eustace double, even though you've got a away game well, do, well down in the list that they because they trialled together, Snap Dancer and away game. So Snap Dancer was terrific last start, winning the uh, winning the um, the Sangster at Group One level there, two point five lengths above benchmark, over twelve hundred metres. So the dual query is here. We know she's very good on dry ground because uh, she's got an explosive round with 1,200 win on her PB. But in a high-pressure race drawn wide, there's only going to be one thing for Ethan Brown to do, and that's to be positive. 1,400, can she run it out? Well, this is it. If the horse runs out 1,400, it wins, Ralphie. Now, when we go back and have a look at some of the profiling on this horse at that distance range, we've got to go all the way back to 2020 as getting some real insight, and that was Caulfield Group 2 race, Ralphie where the horse was asked to go 7.9 lengths above benchmark first section. It's fast. And then 2.5 between the 8 and the 4 before really weakening out. Mind you, only got beat 1.5 that day. Then there was a performance at Mooney Valley over a mile where the horse again went super fast, plus 7, and then weakened. That's too far. For the horse. And then, of course, out an 1,800-metre run, forget it. Then we go a lot closer in time, like we have to push our way back to sort of Feb 21, 1,400 metres. Got beaten about five lengths that day. I thought it was an end-of-campaign performance, so it wasn't a real guy, but that was the first time in that campaign the horse went fast and it was plus five. I get a sense that if we look at this campaign... The horse seems to be a bit more relaxed in its rhythm and is not demonstrating the big overstretching. So the key will be, if they allow the horse to just come off its natural speed and don't go for the serious hunt, this horse will get across and could quite easily lead or be outside lead. So the rear, and what, of course, that's going to make the speed. If we're going to be plus eight, it's going to be dangerous for the horse to be able to hold on at 1,400. But if they run plus four, plus five, I actually feel this horse is still going to be there at the end because the reality is this horse got a lot of class, Ralphie. It's not even its best figure that I've plugged in on the dashboard of 2.5. I actually feel this horse is very capable of running mid threes, probably better. Now, I'm not expecting that at 1,400, but what I am expecting this horse is to run at least 2.5 with a high-pressure performance.
So it's drawn wide, and you're saying it's got the ability to get across. And more, and the only, the reason I'm just emphasising is over the last few weeks in uh, Queensland uh, feature meetings, Holyfield being one, Alligator Blood being another. Drawn wide's been an advantage. You've been able to get better odds just because of that wide barrier. Yeah, and this one's not a negative for the horse. Yeah. So I'll mention a away game because not only did it come second to it in the uh, in the Sangster, but it's also uh, since run second in the in the Deegan trial. Uh, what type of insight can you give us with, there with the away game as a matchup with Snap Dancer? I feel this horse is probably going to have it a lot harder at the fourteen hundred than Snap Dancer. That's my view. I just couldn't have the horse rough. Every time I looked at this, I mean, there was one run at Eagle Farm at thirteen hundred meters where there was a decent close coming off a of four lengths below benchmark. And I said to myself, okay, if you're running four lengths below benchmark here, you're going to be 12, 15 off them. No way. Right. It's just not going to happen. And if you get hunted up and you try and be prominent, you're going to be the first horse with the white flag. So, about, yeah, yeah, sorry. So for that reason, I just couldn't profile it up. Wonder Bar, you at mid-teen odds, but you've got a third on your dashboard here at the moment. So uh, as far as your early thoughts, it's deep into its preparation, but it ran uh, second last start on clean ground against Baller that's running later in the day. Why have you got it so high relative to its price? Funny enough, I was looking for a reason to push it down the charts and I couldn't find one. And that was that bothered me because I was looking to eliminate so that way that I can really get down to, you know, very limited chances, but unfortunately, this particular horse, when I went through the profile, I just couldn't fault it. The Newcastle run back in March was excellent, okay, off a softer speed because of the ground conditions. We look at the performance last start, over 1,200 metres, the way it finished off, managed to get inside the top 10. It was 0.7 above, very, very solid in terms of performance. It's just such a hard horse to knock. The only thing I could say for myself is, okay, is that your upper limit in terms of your campaign? That's the only possible negative I could find. But I just see this horse running somewhere between 1.5, 1.8. That's a chance to get potentially on the podium, but it's not as good as the other two horses. But it's not a bad filter of, of this one. I know I'm being very basic old school, but I'm just sort of backing up your point here, is that middle barrier, perfect run for a great jockey in Hugh Bowman in a big race. It's it's a nice little filter. Oh, it is. And again, they were further, you know, confirmation that you just can't omit this horse as being a non-winning you know, winning chance. If the other two have issues, then this horse is going to find itself in a positive situation and probably blends very nicely race shape wise i know it's last two years the uh the, the winners come off come off a win you know and, and i know that's a pretty basic thing to look at but it's, it just shows you in, in to win a group one you need the ducks in a row and charmy baby's next on your charts here it's uh, it one on the quick backup you said it was a nice win last start laurie mayfield smith source uh, why is it fourth on your charts well at the moment just running through the profile of this particular horse there is a 1.4. We've got to we've got to go all the way back to Tamworth. Probably not as strong, but there was also another performance of 1.5, and it went through that sort of regression of that platform. And again, it stood up reasonably well. The way it won last start off a third up run, breaking benchmark, 
it was top eight. It was only point two above, but I actually feel coming back two hundred meters a, a, a good speed race. This horse is only going to come on. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, if that's your outer limit, you're not going to win, but you might sort of find yourself potentially a place prospect of, of either finishing third or fourth. There is that chance, but that's all I could say is it's a horse that may still improve, and I didn't want to just dismiss it at this stage. I wanted to keep it there. Let me give more thought to it, but right now... I, there was a lot of positive from that last run. Let me ask you about the Philly star Tontes. So in the uh, in the Stradbroke, it was a murderous pressure. And uh, if, if ever you're in an on-winning position, it was in a, in a race like that due, due to the leader going 12.4 lengths above benchmark, uh, Rothfire that day. And the state, and ironically, the stable mate, it's right out the back. It, though, uh, ran well relative to that race. Has it got more to come from that performance? Yeah, I, I, I really feel it does, Ralphie. I thought that was a top run. First time for the campaign, had to go fast, 4.8 lengths above benchmark first section. So That's, even though it's last, it's flying. Yeah, it's flying. And it's like not – but see, the thing is, it's a setup, right? Yeah. You you find yourself in a race where they run fast and you really haven't been properly conditioned for it because your three prior runs have all been somewhere between five and six and a half lengths below benchmark first section. Therefore, you've made a turnaround in speed of almost 10 lengths. It's such a hard thing to do. And the horse really only weakened last 200 metres, but it was still sound, Ralphie. This is a big leaper. And I've marked it third, like on in terms of uh, an MA spot, and it's unlikely to move from that spot because this horse is capable of running very close to plus three, and it's going to get its opportunity now that it's had that fast run. I asked you about her a fortnight ago. You had reservations about the jockey Taylor Marshall's form, and they've made the jockey change and put Jason Collard on. Yeah, Jay, he's a bit of a sleeper, Jason Collard. If you get him on a good day, he's very good. The beauty about him is this. No matter what happens, he's going to be calm and confident of riding well. And that's probably the big plus. And where he's drawn, if he's switched on, which he should be for a big race like this, he only has to get this horse in a midfield position through the first five or 600 metres. Now with that fast run under its belt, there's no reason why this horse shouldn't be able to do that. Now, if it's just running benchmark, it's not going to be further back than eight, Ralphie. And if it's running plus one or two, then this horse is going to be inside six lengths and it's probably going to be the first horse to strike that lead pack. So, And this is important. This is the sectional times art here because what you're saying is it can be running slower than it was in the Stradbroke but closer to the lead. Absolutely. And this is what will happen. Lovely. Uh, and and it, we, we should underline, because I asked you about this sort of the range, and you're saying the upper range expectation in this race is plus three. Well, it, she's got that as a, as a young filly in that super golden rose won by In the Congo with Animo, Coast Watch, Artorias. It was, it was very real form. Yeah, and have a look at the, Now, that's, that's beautiful that you pointed that race, Ralph, because you look at the structure of that race and say, okay, visualise this horse going three lengths below benchmark. If they're going plus eight, you're 11 off them. It's, it, it's not ideal, right? Yep. If they're going plus five and you're and you're running 2.8 below, you're about eight off them. You're right on that borderline of being 
technically at the out of fringe, but then see the way the horse closed that day? 5.1 above between the 8 and the 4, and 5.3 above last 400. That's how explosive the horse is off that type of speed. Now, you might lose a little bit of that power over the, over the last 400 to 800 metres if you have to use a little bit more fuel, but you won't have to use too much because all you've got to do is get your position. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll finish as far as the, the, the main chat goes with uh, shout the bar for this reason. In in the uh, in in the Doncaster, it was legless on that heavy track, but Jed's Mooney Valley win was impressive before that. Two point eight lengths above benchmark. I know it was a leader's track, but you can only do what you do on the clock. And since had a trial, a trial, and uh, we only have to go back a fortnight ago. Waterhouse bot. Well, we know how powerful they are. Yes, that run at Mooney Valley was was blistering in terms of what it did. Showed tremendous speed through the first section, which is not that easy to do at Mooney Valley, particularly when you're sort of just coming off one run. Bit of a softening up that day as in the mid, and then was still very strong. So you know this horse's profile from handling the distance at high pressure is going to be no problems at all. But the reality is, is this horse better suited at a mile versus 1,400? So that's the question. So what they're going to definitely want is they're going to want a power race, and they're, they're a chance of getting that high, high, high velocity, plenty of pressure. That's what they're going to be looking for. If they get that, my only question will be is where it gets positioned through that first section. If they can be where I'm expecting the horse to be, just off that league, pack somewhere near Anavisto, then the horse is going to be there, Ralphie. But if for whatever reason that doesn't happen and they don't get the, the clean start from barrier two and they sort of find themselves in a midfield position, then it's going to be a lot more challenging for the horse. All right. There's, the market's obviously got a whole bunch of them in that sort of, you know, 10 to 20 to one shot. Any, anything else you want to you want to mention before we uh, surmise it? <laughs> Right now, probably not. I'd probably be happy to wait until the morning and then we could sort of really dial in. But I am reasonably bush, bullish with those top two runners, Ralphie. All right, that's Anavesto and Snap Dancer. You've also made the case there for Star Tonte. So it's, uh, sometimes these big fields, the uh, the favourites end up being tremendous value. And, you know, we're looking five, six, ten dollars those three horses. So that's uh, that's certainly an opportunity there to uh, to, to get, our, get our head around that. I doubt the market will move significantly over the next 24 hours with conditions unknown. So uh, we'll obviously ra- wrap up your final thoughts tomorrow. Let's start with the three-year-old fillies in uh, in the first leg of the, the quaddy here. Uh, the dominant favourite for the race, or I shouldn't say favourite, uh, favourites, a Rhapsody Rose and Burning Bell. How you seen this race over 1,200? Well, it's a race where if you can run somewhere between <laughs> half length to benchmark, you're going to be a big, big chance of getting on the podium. So that's probably the first point for me to go looking forward. And then when we look at Rhapsody Rose, we go back to Eagle Farm last campaign, Ralphie, 1,400 metres, soft winner, 0.1 above benchmark, 11th best of the day. It's had two runs this campaign. That first one on the very wet track at Gold Coast just didn't turn up. No, There was no speed through the first section. It was a very small move. And when I say no speed, horse was travelling 11.3 lengths below benchmark. Never gone slower than that in its life. What I did love, the last start at Eagle Farm, which is a big, positive run was 
that 1.5 above benchmark first section. Big turnaround in the speed. Showed where the horse was in terms of condition. Massive blowout over the last 400. And I actually like that. Yep. When you see a horse going from 0.3 below benchmark to 7.3, just means they've had a super blowout. That horse is going to improve at least three or four lengths off that run. And that's why I felt that you're a huge chance of at least running benchmark. And if you can do that, you're going to be right in the finish. So the, the, the little thing will be how much speed's taken away from you from that last run. And then I look at the field and say, it's a small field. Even if there is a bit of speed lost, the reality is you're still going to be in the strike zone, maybe three or four lengths off that lead pack. It's just in Burning Bell, it, uh, you know, it, it let down well. It's looking nice in its races. Best last 600, 400, 200 of the day at uh, at the Sunshine Poly track. It uh, it hung hung out at uh, at Caloundra. What I sort of look at its profile though, that maybe a challenge is it's it's basically in its first prep that started in February. Well, this is this is the big thing for this horse. You're doing it all on one campaign, but when I look at the last run off the 56 day freshen up. The way it finished the last 400 moves with a plus five, this horse ain't going backwards in the campaign. Yeah. Very good stable as well. And the 1,200 metres isn't going to be any issue at all. That day when it ran at 1,200 metres, and sure, just only just one, but it was in a race where they weren't going that fast through the first section, and then it had to slow between the eight and the 400. It wasn't big. It was around a 1.2 length slowdown. I felt that that still affected the horse because where the savage part comes, if you look at the micro splits, it was all in the eight to 600. The horse lost massive velocity there. It went all the way down to three and a half lengths below benchmark. Then you've got to pick yourself up, and it did. It was a very sharp reversal, which showed me that you've got speed in your legs and you have the ability to sprint. Again, you're going to be in a great spot. It's a, it's a run of where I don't have a ceiling on, could just come out and keep improving. It sounds like th- th- this is a race where you haven't got a lot of uh, lo- lot of reasons to knock the two favourites. No, no, none at all. All right, nice. Uh, the 1,400 for the uh, for the two-year-olds is the second leg of the quaddy. Looks like a, a little bit of a challenge for us here, here on paper. Uh, let's see if we can break, break it down further. Yep. The market's got it. Uh, uh, Johnny Rocker is the favourite there and $5 in an open race from Stroll just behind it, Chase and Artie just behind it, and then you've even got others at single figures like Honey Pot and Resistible. How have you seen this race? Well, firstly, it's a race where a minus two or two lengths below benchmark gets you on the podium, and there's there's a there's a group of horses that have got that capability. At least, if we look at the chart, at least the top three. But I also go all the way right back down. There's, from my perspective, the way I'm seeing it is there's probably seven runners that have got that capacity of being able to comfortably get in that zone of somewhere between minus one and minus two, even though they may not have quite reached it yet. So that does open up the race. But if we talk about Johnny Rocker, I thought there was a lot to like about his start last. Uh, last start over 1300 went very fast through the first section Ralphie 3.9 above it did slow between the 8 and the 4 by 3.6 the reality there was there was a little bit of artificial slowing so it wasn't a scenario where the horse was just fatiguing out and therefore we should be very worried with the step up the reality was that horse probably didn't need to do that it it most likely would have gone through that section maybe a length faster and still would have held on and may have uh, 
been more impressive in winning as well. So, so I can't help but feel there's going to be more improvement. This is not a, even though it's a decent sized field, it's not going to be a fast run race. So this horse is going to be able to control it up front. And well, if Samantha doesn't overextend through the first section and has a reasonable hold, then it might be the horse they all have to run down. I'll just ask you about one which you've listed as a bit of value in victory moments here. It, uh, it um, was uh, after winning its first two starts this prep dominant at Eagle Farm last start. It was well beaten. Why have you made a case for victory moments? Well, when I looked at firstly that that win on the poly track, no real speed through that first section, but very, very strong late. I loved how strong it was actually over the last four, 400, even the last 600 metres. Very powerful. Three and a half lengths above benchmark. I actually felt that horse was a little bit jaded from that run. And we didn't really get to see what this horse was capable of at Eagle Farm at its next start. And you can see it through the numbers. That horse didn't show the same speed. And really it was entitled to, but it didn't. So I felt... You have to be cautious and not just rule the horse out because I, I feel that it's got a little bit of capability. And again, when I say capability, Ralphie, I'm talking about capability of running two lengths below benchmark. Right. <laughs> and we'll finish with uh, Chase and who's on top of your dashboard at the moment. Uh, and uh, that, that phrase, significant jockey change with, uh, with the great National Ruler going on. Well, you always got to love it when this man steps on a horse because if you're putting money on, he's usually one of the guys you want to have as part of your your team. Performance-wise, when you look at it, you can't sit there and clap hands and say, oh, wow, amazing. But I just looked at an Eagle Farm run last start. Had a lot of merit. From one run to the other, we've seen a dramatic shift in speed through the first section. The horse has improved somewhere around four lengths, in terms of early speed, even in the mid-race, the horse improved about four lengths from the run before. That was from the maiden win. And then reasonably the same over the last 400. So that just showed me how much the horse had improved in conditioning and fitness. Dry ground, back 100 metres. Horse is most likely going to be in the golden spot, four to six lengths off that lead pack. If you're any good... And Nash is going to, you know, conserve the energy, hopefully, for the last part of the race. Who knows? It could just turn up and win. All right. So there's not much quality to that race. Uh, that's, our, that's our coverage there. And, um, and obviously, we'll have final thoughts in the morning. Uh, there is one. Uh, looking forward to this last race. Though. There's a little bit of quality here. Uh, King of Sparta is the favourite. I'm going to read what we wrote about at Magic Millions Day because uh, I knew you were doing somersaults about 2.3 links above benchmark rank 7th of the day. Match his best from Randwick in October, which was over 1,200. So in doing so at 1400 a high pressure setup said he's ready to be considered an elite three-year-old mile company going forward 5.3 links to the 800 despite being six lengths from the lead for minus 0.5 mid-race plus 0.4 last 100 his pre previous asset is ability to stay in a big 800 close that he was able to invert his speed with success is a great sign going forward of tactical versatility so he had one more run and was tipped out so he obviously wasn't right in the day he's had two trials leading into this What's your thought process with uh, King of Sparta tomorrow? Well, the big question will be this. If the horse parades well, because the barrier trials weren't anything flashy, and I, I feel that was to do with the ground conditions, so they weren't asking. They never pushed the horse. So if the horse turns up, which I expect this horse to turn up ready to go because it's a, it's a, it's a high-profile race, then we've got a 
a race on our hands because this horse is super talented. There's no doubt about it. We have not seen the best. I've got no ceiling on this runner, and my expectation is I don't expect this horse to turn up running anything less than plus two, and then when I put that onto the grid, that automatically puts you top six candidate without even doing anything else. And if a horse prays well with Tommy Berry on board, that's another big positive. Gets the golden race shape as well in terms of where it's going to position. High probability of being inside that six-length zone. You know, good race pace, not a not a blistering speed, but a good race pace that will help a horse to be able to be comfortable through that first section. Because the only negative I could find is if this was a fast-run race and they went really hard... Even with the coming from the Snowden camp, that's probably not a hundred percent suited for this horse first up. Yeah, not that it can't handle pressure; it can handle pressure, just that first up. But I can't see that happening. So, yeah, I just said to myself, plus two. I'm not going to go all out and give you your high, but I I wouldn't be surprised if it runs a new PB first up, and that's the starting point because I'd say outside of one or two other runners. There really isn't too many other chances in this race, and that's why I like this race a lot. Good to hear. I'll try and add a couple of things because you've touched on the trial. So with Tommy Berry, I like that Tommy Berry was riding it in the trial. So, yes. Uh, you know, he, he, he's, he's riding it in, in the race, so he, he, he did what he wanted to with those trials. But also, Vince, first up, train your intent. It's handicap ratings about 93 You've said about how this horse hasn't got a ceiling. There's some serious prize money going on in Melbourne and Sydney later this spring. If it wins here, it's going to be eligible for just about any race they wanted to set it for, probably bar the Everest at the moment. But that gives you that gives them so much opportunities if they can win this race and get his handicap rating up to about 100. So that's going to say there's every incentive to come to play tomorrow. Well, that's what I love about you, Ralph. You see those little things like that, which I'm oblivious to. It's very, <laughs> very good to know because that's just added further positive fuel to this horse because I can understand now with a lot of clarity why it's important for them to look to win, and the horse is certainly capable of doing that. Well, you mentioned there aren't many chances if he turns up when it comes to play. I assume Ball is one of them. Uh, in our Sizzlers, uh, June 4, 1.6 length above benchmark. Best of the day. Resume with eight this track distance, 34. When clearly short of a run, guessing out over the last 200 before failing on very wet ground, Group 1 level, when $81 here. Minus 0. 0.9 uh, to the 800. Minus 0. 0.1 in the mid-race. Plus 1.2 last 400. This included a 1.3 length slowdown from the 400 to 200 for a sharp late rebound. He won this race last year with a very strong 2.4 length best of the day, as well as 1.9 boxing day. So while best of the day, there's scope for more to come. Oh, you sum that up with perfection because that's exactly right. This horse is, is airborne. It was evident there in that last run. Make no mistake. This horse isn't going to turn up and run anything below 1.6. So if you use that as your worst-case scenario, you've pretty much got yourself a lock-in that this horse is going to run. At, this is with problems and complications. Fifth is the, as far back as this horse can finish. And realistically, just a clean run and running to that number almost gets you a top three berth. And if it runs to the 1.9 to the 2.4 range, the only horse that potentially stands in your way is King of Sparta. So it makes it a nice thin race uh, if those two both turn up. So a couple others just to finish with. Prime candidate, particularly uh, given it's a, a big price here, you're saying it can give a bit, bit of a side up front. I really do. I, I do feel that, Ralphie, because from the on-pace runners, this is the best horse for me. 
I, I just can't help but that profile is very, very solid. Last run, it was 1,100 metres. Didn't do anything through the first two sections, Ralphie. So a little bit of, um, even though the horse is a lot older, there's no doubt this horse has got a lot more than that in terms of speed-wise. You have a look at the first two runs in the campaign. There was a lot more natural speed. This isn't going to be a high-pressure race through the first half of the race. This horse should be able to get out in the forward position. I'm not saying control the race, but definitely not have to overextend itself. And when you're in that scenario, always dangerous. And I do feel that the horse is going to be what the other two runners are going to have. They're going to, that, that's who they've got to run down, most likely, is, is prime candidate. So it'll give you a good sight. I'm not saying that it's the horse I would want to put my money on, but what I am saying is if you're doing multis, I would it'd be really weird if you didn't have them in, you know, your trifectas and that. And I'll round off by asking about Garibaldi because local stable, it looks like a target race for it. Last preparation, second up, this track, this distance, one at Eagle Farm, uh, only 0.4 length above benchmark that day, but uh, more from a trainer's intent perspective and first up at uh, over the 1,000 metres, best last 800 and 400 of the day. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that horse, Rolfie. That run actually was really good for a first up run at Eagle Farm. Had plenty of merit. Didn't use really a lot of fuel through the first section, 3.1 lengths below benchmark. And why that's important is that dramatically lowers the chances of any flatness. And again, no heavy speed between the 8 and the 400. Just a nice soft move of about two lengths increasing pace. No overextension. Last 400, that's probably where you want to see a bit of effort. And there was, there was about two and a half lengths of additional effort in terms of above benchmark. The reality was, from my perspective, you could just see the horse was thriving for this distance of 1,200 metres. And I'm expecting the horse to run at least to the Doombin run of 1,200 Where was it? That was back in February 21 where it went plus 1.1. That's the bare minimum. To me, the way the horse was running and the way it was floating and just sort of trying to pin it on the grid, I've never been a super fan of this horse. I always felt that this horse was a little bit over, the tyres were over pumped about its capability, but the way it floated in that last race, I probably had to, you know, push my, pull my own head in a little bit and say, no, 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 there is ability here. This, this horse showed it in that run and... I decided that 1.4 isn't going to be your ceiling. You act uh, the 1.1 isn't going to be your ceiling, and you could grow further. Yeah, it's 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 in amongst the serious chances. All right, we've got a bit, little bit of quality finishing off the day tomorrow at Eagle Farm with the Tatsiara in this Healy race in the last race of the day. Uh, Vince has got another 24 hours to look do the race speed profiles, and if you're getting them, you'll be able to uh, tune in tomorrow at our. Uh, wrap up and our final thoughts from a business perspective but hopefully this is giving you a really good insight into uh, his thoughts for tomorrow's big meeting the quaddy legs of eagle farm that's the arrow day